2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, therefore seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not, but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of this of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. Everyone say, we have this treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That is why the apostle could write, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. For which... For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. Would you pray? I know you're seated already, and that's, that's fine. Would you pray tonight that the Lord would speak to us and that I would be able to convey what he has given me to say tonight? Lord, we love you. Pray I'd just be your conduit, your servant tonight, oh God. I just want to speak what you would have for me to speak, nothing more. Nothing less tonight, God. I just I pray tonight, God, that your anointing would rest in this house, that it would rest on our minds, that it would rest on our hearts, that it would rest on our ears so that we could hear, that it would rest on our minds and our spirits so that we could comprehend and comprehend and so that we could connect with your spirit tonight, oh God, as you're speaking, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that your hand would work, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, even as we're in this house, I pray a blessing over your people tonight, O oh God. I pray that you would bless them, God. I pray that peace would be with them tonight, O oh Lord. I pray that any distraction, O oh God, any worry, any care of this life that would try to keep us, that would try to distract us in this moment from hearing from you and receiving from you, O oh God, I pray that those things would vanish, they would be dismissed tonight, O oh God, and that your will would be ultimately accomplished in this house. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Apostle Paul would write to the Corinthians, and he would tell them, as our text unfolds, that we have received mercy, that we would not faint, that we have received this hope, we have received this gospel. We have received the mercy that is 
given to us and transferred to us by this gospel that we would not faint. We have been, um, we have been shielded, and this gospel helps us to block things that try to come against us and try to hinder us. And the scripture says that this is not hid. This gospel is um, not hid. Um, I know the Apostle Paul is writing this, and he's talking about the gospel being hid to those that have been, that the enemy has, has tried to sow and has had tried to put blinders on their eyes. But I also think that he was making a point that once you have partaken, once you have partook of this gospel of the death, the burial, and the resurrection, that this gospel is no longer hid from us. That means on bad days, this gospel is not hidden from us. That means during uh, trials and what would feel like persecution, the gospel is not hidden from us. And we are finding sometimes as we go through seasons of our lives where everything seems like it is going well, that even when things are well and we have need of little or of nothing, that this gospel is not hidden from us. It is the gospel that provides us with the mercy and the peace um, that God has bestowed upon us. If our gospel is hid, it is hid from them that are lost and whom the God of this world, the adversary of this world, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of righteous, the, this glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The Apostle Paul said, so we preach not ourselves. We don't have anything. I heard someone say one time when they said, well, how do you have, if you have faith and it just takes faith to pray, what do you do? Who was it that said it? Maybe it was Jeff Arnold or someone that said, uh, well, what do you do if you pray for them and they're not healed? And he basically responded and said, it's not my gospel. It's not my problem. He said, if I had faith to believe, and so we put it in the hands of God. Amen? And so it is this thing that we have. It is the ammunition that we have. It is the uh, difference. It is the bridge that we have, if you will, from things that are not possible to things that are possible. It turns an if into a when. The Apostle Paul said, we are going to be, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have uh, the gospel. We have the peace. We have the things that God has given us. Can I tell someone in this house tonight that God has equipped you and is equipping you and is equipping me uh, and has equipped us with the things that we need to fight a successful fight? God has not set us up, regardless of the situation or the circumstance maybe that you might be facing, and I will reference Sunday night by saying, regardless of the storm that you might be in right now, God has not set you up to fail. God has not given us partial. Uh, um, God has not given us partial truths, and I understand that uh, as 
as, as we get to know him better, he will give us a deeper revelation of him. And I understand that there are things by and by that we are going to understand. There are some things on this side of glory that we will not be able to comprehend or we will not be able to understand. But I can tell you today, I can rest assured in myself and in my faith tonight that there is nothing that we face that God has not equipped us to be able to be an overcomer. God has not set us up on this little ledge here and say, I hope, I hope that the wind doesn't blow too hard today because I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to fix this situation. I don't know how I'm going to be able to help them get through uh, this, this devastating thing that they are facing. But God has given us everything that we need. He has equipped us with everything that we need to be able to not just be successful, not just be able to succeed, but while other people would have thought, there's no way this could ever happen. There's no way that things could ever get better. There's no way that that that, that someone could ever turn uh, the tide on this. There's no way that the coin could ever be flipped. God puts us as his children in a position to be an overcomer. Apostle Paul said, we have this, tre- this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And then he proceeds to tell us that we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. Not because we, as, not because we in our flesh have things figured out. Not because we in our own mind and our own intellect know every every right turn to take and every left turn to take and when to stop and when to go forward, but it's because we have something inside of us. We have this treasure inside of us. We have this thing that guides us, that leads us, that speaks to us. We have the Spirit of God inside of us. We have the gospel manifest inside of us, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We have this treasure in our earthen vessel. Not that our earthen vessel cannot be, uh, um, cannot be shook, not that it cannot be marred, not that it cannot be diseased, but it is not the earthen vessel. It, it, it's, it's, it's not the vessel. It's not the flesh. It's not the, it's not the skin. It's not the clothes. It's not the car. It's not any of those things, but it is the power of God. It is his excellency. And so Paul could say, we're troubled on every, I'll paraphrase, we have trouble every which way that we look. We have all kinds of things that would try to come against us. And if it's not from the left, then it's from the right. If it's not from the right, then it's from the left. And if it's not behind us, then it's in front of us. And then when we turn around, it's behind us. He said, we have all kinds of troubles and all kinds of things that are dismayed, but we are not concerned about those things. Because what we have inside of us is not affected by trouble. What we have inside of us is not affected uh, by the disease. What we have inside of us is not affected by uh, the trial. It's not affected by the fear. It's not affected by the things that would try to perplex us and would try to push us and would try to trouble us. It is not affected by those things because it, it has a higher power. 
He said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. We are cast down, but not destroyed because we have a power inside of us that rises to the test. There are some individuals that are in this house that in spite of the things that you might be going through and the things that you uh, may be facing, and it would be the will of the enemy for you to say to yourself, and this is what I felt in the Holy Ghost this afternoon, that you would say to yourself, if this situation changes, if this disease would leave, if this sickness would go, if this financial burden thing that you're carrying would leave then. If this situation in my family would change, and God told me this, very simple, you're going to have to replace the word if with when. When the sickness leaves, then you're going to be able to do what you've never been able to do before. When when the burden that's got you down, the thing that's got you in despair. Now, this may not be for everybody tonight, but that's all right. When the things of this life that try to trouble you and have you down, when those things are lifted, when those things leave, when those things go, God has got to change. We've got to allow God to change our minds from if it's going to happen to when it is going to happen. And I will, I guess I will go back to Wednesday or to Sunday night, and I'm sorry. I try not to try not to be like that. But the storm of your life will not last forever. It is not if the storm will, will, will be over, if the storm will end, it is when the storm will end, when the storm will be over. God changed my mind because if my mind can be changed, it's the mind. It's a, and I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I did not go to school for things concerning the mind. You probably know that by now. Uh, and there are people in here that know, that have studied that and know all that all too well. But I'll say on a very elementary level, how's that, that the mind, it is my mind. It's like the gate pad. It's the thing. It's the portal. It's my mind. My mind, I can make up in my mind uh, before I leave, before I get out of bed on, in the morning. I can make up in my mind if I'm going to have a bad day or if I'm going to have a good day. I know that's not, that's, that, but it's true. When I face a situation that I'm not prepared for because it hits you just out of nowhere like a sucker punch, it's the help of God, but it is my mind. It's my mind that either tells me, okay, Ben, work this out. Or it's my mind, it's the thing, because it's, it's got to go through there because it's all connected. 
And I'm not trying to be like, mind all this, this at your mind, how powerful. All, I, I'm not trying to say that. It's the Spirit of God. But it's my mind that either lets the Spirit of my flesh or the Spirit of God take control in situations. I'm going to say that a different way, or I'm just going to say that again. It is my mind. It's my mind. I have to make up in my mind. When you get a report that's not good from whoever it might be, maybe it's a doctor, maybe it's a lawyer, maybe it's a um, banker, maybe it's an employer, um, maybe it's a family member. When that hits my mind, Sister Violet, I have to I have to decide. Am I going to believe? Am I going to allow my mind to believe one way, or am I going to allow my mind to believe God's way? Am I going to allow my mind to believe my way, or am I going to allow my mind to believe God's way? We have this treasure in earthen vessels. I'm about done. We have the power inside of us, the Apostle Paul says. We have the treasure. We have the things that are longed for by people. We have the things that, uh, that, that people that are, that are lost, that don't, they don't know that they're lost. We have something that they are searching for, but the enemy has deceived them and has blind, blinded them. And that is why the adversary, while he knows he has them, that is why the adversary, I believe, works on us as children of God or works after us as children of God to try to mess with our minds because if he can make my mind feel one way think one way he can make my mind make me feel good my mind, let me let me rephrase that my mind can either make me feel good or it can make me feel bad if i look in the mirror and i say i don't feel good today and maybe this is just a left-handedness in me but for some reason as the day goes on i tell myself that a few more times brother turner and i don't feel good there was, and I will say this, this is true, there was a professor in a college, if you've heard this before, that's, that's fine. He was doing a study, and no one knew that he was doing the study, and he took the temperatures. This was before COVID, so it was not, uh, it was, it, he walked in, so no one thought anything, like, oh my gosh, am I fixing to get, get something that's going to take me, or do, you know, make me sick, or any of those kinds of things. The professor took temperatures of the students as they came in, and the students um, you're good. Come on in. You're good. Come on in. You're good. And you know it was pre-COVID because of this. He takes one student's uh, temperature. He says, oh, you've got a low-grade fever. The student didn't know, uh, but this, was, this thermometer read the same reading. It, it wasn't even a real thermometer. Uh, but he said, you've got a low-grade low fever. And as the class went on, the professor watched the young man. Everyone else was fine. No one thought anything else about it. But the young man who had a low-grade fever, the professor watched him. It was a two-hour class, and he watched him through the class. And before long, he looked back, and he's red in the face. And then he looks back at him, and he's real pale. And he looks like he's sick. And by the end of the class, he takes his temperature with a real thermometer, and he has a high-grade fever. The mind. Now, 
let me, let me say this. If you wake up in the morning with a fever, it may, it's probably not because you told yourself that you had a fever. So I want you to think that, and if, if someone has a fever, no, I don't want you to think that I'm saying that. I'm, I'm saying that. But it's our mind. We can receive a what if uh, from the doctor, or we can receive a what if scenario from an employer, and all of a sudden, or a what if, uh, uh, a what if from uh, a financial advisor or, or, or something like that, and all of a sudden in our mind we have already preconceived and we have already t- determined the outcome of this thing. God is trying to shift our minds where we wouldn't worry. And the enemy knows that we have a mind just like everyone else. He understands that without prayer and without supplication, if, if he can shift or change our minds from having the mind of Christ, if he can trick us into believing that we don't have this treasure in, in this earthen vessel, that we don't have the gospel, that we don't have the mercy, that we don't have the truth that, 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 that would consume so many other people, but because of those things, uh, we, stand, we stand not consumed. Like when the, when the wind blows and when it, when it howls and, and all of the houses blow down, but because we have this earthen treasure, if... if if we can ever understand that, that, that we have something inside of us that is powerful. And I'm trying not to get off track, Sister Violet, but it's our mind. We have got to shift our mind into believing and into knowing that God has got everything that we are facing and everything that we are experiencing and everything that we are going through. It's front and center to him. It doesn't catch him by surprise. It doesn't catch God off guard that you are facing what you're facing. It doesn't, it doesn't alarm God because in the eyes of God and in the mind of God, he has already given us what we need to be, uh, to be victors in every trial and in everything that we would face. I'm hurrying along right now. But it is in those times that our faith is put to the test. It it is in those times that our mind is put to the test. It is in those times uh, because when things don't get better after a little while. I know I'm not talking to everybody tonight, but I want to talk to somebody tonight that it's it's, it's real encouraging sometimes. And we, we get all excited sometimes. We it's a fiery service or we uh, are in a service where the word goes forth and we think, surely this is directed exactly 100% to me. And I believe that when God speaks, I believe that there's words that go forth that God speaks to us. And for some people, it happens immediately. And for other people, it, it, it progresses over a period of time and they transitioned into what the word is speaking and what the word is saying, okay? So I'm not saying that that some words are for some and some words are not for others. But I will say this, there have been times that I thought desperately, I need a word that's going to change me right now. God gives me a word, but my situation doesn't change. And it is only when I wake up, Brother Turner, and realize that it is not the situation that God is trying to change. It is my mind. It is my way of thinking. It is my way of understanding. It, it, is, it is that thing. We can say all we want to about how we got to just, we got to follow, we got to flow in the Spirit, and we do have to flow in the Spirit, but in order to flow in the Spirit, we have to allow our minds to allow the Spirit to flow through it. 
I said we have to allow the Spirit to flow through our minds because our minds can shut. You hear me right now. I, I, I know. Our minds can shut off the Spirit of God. Our minds can shut the Spirit of God off. It can shut the flow of the Holy Ghost off in our lives. Our minds can do that. That's why we have to make up in our minds every morning that when we wake up, regardless of the perplexity, regardless of the trouble, regardless of the snare, that the trap that the enemy has set, and we have woken up the day before and fallen into and fallen prey to uh, uh, the demise of what the enemy would try to speak and the lies that he would try to tell, today my mind is different. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I understand. You hear me right now? There are people that are in this room tonight that by all means of how you feel physically and by all means of even how you feel emotionally, there's some that would, would have to, wouldn't be able to be here. But you have made up in your mind day after day the things that you're facing and the things that you're going through. This is the day that the Lord has made. I know I have pain in my body, but this is the day that the Lord has made. Sometimes that pain may keep me physically from being able to do some things that I would like to do or that I was once able to do, but it does not have any effect over my mind. And in my mind, it's not a matter of if he will do it. It's a matter of when he will do it. It's my mind. So I have been praying, and this is maybe not new to any of you, but to me, God, change my mind. Change my way of understanding and comprehending. Change the things that, 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 that would try to throw a curveball at me, that would try to mess me up. Change my mind so that when I wake up in the morning, I can say, this is the day. This is going to be a good day. I might have woken up still sick, but this is going to be a good day. I might have woken up not, I might have woke, listen, I might have woken up uh, with the same trial. I may have woken up and the family member is still dealing with the same ailment, the same disease, the same sickness, but this is the day that the Lord has made. And as long as He is the maker of the days, and we understand that He is, and He's the only one, He's the maker of the days, we understand that at any given moment in that day, He can turn it. I don't have a coin, but He can turn it just like flipping a coin from going from heads to tails or tails to head. He can flip it that quickly. So I want my mind to be fixed. I want my mind to be made up. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, when we have preached this a million different ways and crisscrossed it and done all those different kinds of things, so just indulge me tonight, but Philippians chapter 3, 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul says this, Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do. 
forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many be perfect, that word perfect, uh, my children are perfect. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> That's not what that word means there. But those who have been perfected, those who have been consumed by the gospel, let those that have an understanding of the death, the burial, and the resurrection, let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if anything be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Now, No scholar here. But some say that the Apostle Paul would say, forgetting those things which are behind. I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. And maybe some of those things for him was the things that he had done previous. But I have to believe in myself tonight that he was speaking to a broader group of people. Forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting the things. Forgetting, forgetting, forgetting the things that in the past have made me fall. Forgetting the things in the past that had made me stumble. Forgetting the things that had tripped me up. Forgetting the things that had changed my mind in a negative way. Forgetting the things that had hurt me. Forgetting the things that I felt was unjust and was unfair. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before it's not if he will do it. It is when he will do it. And I believe that he starts the process when we start the process. I understand that he has this process all figured out and all worked out, okay? And, he, and, and, and I understand. But, but let me say this. I almost said, and he can do it with or without us. But he needs us to, 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 to get in sync with his process. There are some things that we need to let go of. I'm about done. There's some things that we need to toss off, we need to throw to the wayside. There's some things we need to walk away from. There's some things that we need to forget about. There's some things that we need to bury and leave them alone. There's some things, there, there are people in this room maybe that are dealing with, and I understand, I, I understand uh, different hurts, I understand different pains, but there are some things that we have got to let the grace of God, we've got to let the hand of God, we've got to let the grace of God deal with those things, and we've got to bury those things, and we've got to push those things back, we've got to forget about some of those things, and we've got to press. Because there's something that is coming.
There is something that is coming that is not going to come for us when we're way back here. But there's something that is waiting for us as we press. We have got to press towards a mark. We have got to press towards not the moment, not the not this situation, not 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 the immediate, not the present, but there is a future, there is a pressing that we have got to reach for and we have to press towards reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We've got to make up in our minds, I am not turning back. I am not turning back. I am not, I'm not going to let my mind go back to that again. I'm not going to let my spirit, our mind, our spirit, I'm not going to let my spirit entertain that. I'm not going to go back to that. There's been periods of time in my life when I face different things, maybe physically, and if I will let myself start thinking about it long enough, Brother Turner, I'll, I'll be like, well, wait a minute. Whoa. That, that kind of felt like that symptom. And I had to remember those are the things from behind me. <laughs> and when the things from behind me start creeping up on me, it's time for me to know I've been staying here too long. I've been sitting here too long. I've been comfortable here too long. When the things that are behind me that I've left behind me start catching up with me, it's time to do some pushing. It's time to do some pressing. It's time to do some praying. It's time to stay locked into the 24-hour prayer chain. It's time to start fasting. It's time to start pushing. It's time for me to get deeper in the Word because the Word that I've been in is not deep enough for me. Those things are starting to come uh, towards me. I've got to press. Because my mind has constantly got to be fixed and set on him. If you'd stand with me tonight. I think I went longer than I told them in that pre-service. but I said it, I've noticed and I've seen people and I've talked to people since our revival. And I have, not that I just watch people necessarily or watch their lives or try to be in their business. But there are people that are facing, I said it at the beginning, there are people that are facing excruciating things. There are people that are facing things that would have most people on their face and not be able to move. But I've watched people. People, I'm talking about the people that are here tonight. I've watched you. I've watched the way that your mind's made up. Your heart's fixed. Don't get me quoting songs again. But I'm not looking back. I'm not going back to that, but I'm running. I'm chasing after him. I'm desiring to be closer to him. 
if you haven't found this out yet in the 20, talking about that 24-hour prayer, and I know there's great testimonies too, but I'm telling another side of it. If you haven't, since you've been, since you've been in that, if you haven't felt the pushback from the enemy, you probably will. But in spite of that, I know, hey, we're pushing in a direction. We're pushing in a direction. And if the adversary wasn't upset, if the adversary wasn't mean, and I know that, that, that maybe sometimes we give him credit for things that we shouldn't give him credit for, but that's all right. What I'm saying right now is, is there, I feel that push. Skip that hour. I feel that push that would try to consume my mind to be like, well, what hour am I supposed to pray? Not that that's the only hour that we should pray, but and the enemy begins to toil and begins to work towards us. That should be a dead giveaway to our mind and to our spirit. My if is turning to a win. My breakthrough is closer than it's ever been. My deliverance for maybe a family member that's messed up on something is closer than it's ever been. I feel the pushback, and it even looks with my natural eyes, the loved one that I've been believing God is going to touch and that I believe that God is going to bring back in. It looks like they're further away. But I know that the if they come back is changing to a when they come back. I know the if they get better from this sickness is turning to when they get better. I know the if they get saved is turning to when they get saved. I know the if in my, maybe your financial, your home situation is changing to when. Someone quoted it. Maybe it was Sunday morning or one service not very long, but the psalmist would say, as the deer panteth after the water brooks, I paraphrase, so does my soul thirst, and it longs after you. We have got the greatest thing inside of us because we have this treasure inside of this earthen vessel. We have a light. that has to blind even the person, the adversary that would try to blind people in blind situations. We have the light inside of us. Would you lift your hands right now towards heaven? Lord, I pray tonight over this congregation. I pray, God, that whether I've conveyed it the way that you would have perfectly, God, I pray tonight that your spirit would begin to work, God. I pray your spirit would begin to would begin to minister, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would saturate our minds tonight, O oh God. Lord, in the name of Jesus. The very intents of our hearts, O oh God, I pray that you would begin to work on them. That you would begin to change them, O oh God. Lord, I pray that you would change me. That I would not stay the way that I have always been, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. 
I pray that you would work, God. I pray that I would allow you to minister to me. I pray that I would allow you to minister to my heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.